In Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7, the Bible says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, this verse really emphasizes that, that what a man thinks about it's really who he is. And so we see that this verse, it stresses the importance of, of what we think about. It stresses the importance of, of what we put in our minds and what we fill our minds with. For as the Bible says, what we think about, what we fill our minds with is really who we are. You know, and this is something that I believe many people uh, struggle with today. Because although we live in America, uh, we live in the greatest country of all the world, we live in the greatest nation that there is, we live in this land of plenty, many people, too many people in our world today still do not acknowledge God and too many people still do not have their minds focused or, or set on, on spiritual thoughts and on spiritual things. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2 tells us that, that we need to have our affections set on things above. And we can remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 through 21 talking about how we need to set up for ourselves treasure in heaven because that's no moth and rust can corrupt that and thieves can't break through and steal that. We need to have our mind, our thoughts focused on, on spiritual things, righteous things, godly things. But you know, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, Satan knows this proverb really well. Satan knows that. Because Satan, he knows that, that our mind, it directs our actions. Satan knows that our thoughts guides our lives. And so you better believe this morning that Satan is going to, to use that against us. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, the Bible says, Be sober and to be vigilant. Well, why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he is walking about seeking who he can devour. Friends, this morning we need to understand that, that Satan is after our soul. And we need to understand that, that Satan wants us to, to be in hell for all of eternity. He doesn't want us to, to be in eternal paradise, in eternal glory, serving God. He wants us in eternal torment. This morning, if you will, turn with me to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8. Of course, we're going to see here, Paul is writing to the saints who are at Rome. Romans chapter 8, and I want to look at verse 5. Paul says, he says, For they that are after the flesh, they do mind, or, or we could say they think about the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. And so we know this morning that the things that are of the flesh are the things that are of this world, and the things that are of the Spirit are the things which are of God. Verse 6, he goes on to say, For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and it's peace. 
But look at verse 7. He says, for the carnal mind, or we could say the fleshly mind, it's enmity against God. So really, friends, this morning, we can view our mind as the battlefield. Because our mind is where our attitude is decided. Our mind is where our disposition comes from. Our mind is where our actions are directed. And so like we've already noticed this morning, Satan knows that. And Satan is fighting to be in charge of our minds. He's fighting to be the director of our minds. He wants to be in charge of our thoughts. And friends, that's something that we can't overlook. We must always be aware of that because, you know, Satan loves for us to, to be in a constant state of worry. Satan loves for us to be in a constant state of anxiety. He doesn't want us to be in a state of peace. He doesn't want us to be in a state of joy which is found in Christ. You know, the Bible says uh, uh, to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, Satan doesn't want that for us. You know, this past year, really we could say, I guess the past couple of years, it's been challenging, I would say, for all of us. Because we have dealt with COVID-19. We've dealt with, with the, the loss of so many people. We've dealt with all these different sicknesses. And we have experienced things perhaps like we've never experienced before. And we can see that things like stress and uncertainty and anxiety and fear, it has become so common in the lives of so many people. But you know this morning, friends, if we want to win the battle, if we want to win this battle between good and evil, our minds and what we fill our minds with, that's where we need to start. And so this morning, I want us to look inside of the Bible for, for instruction. You know, because anytime we're looking for any type of instruction, the Word of God is where we need to begin with. And I want us to be encouraged and to look for encouragement as we seek to have our minds set on spiritual things, as we seek to have our minds and our thoughts focused on what would be pleasing to God. This morning, the title of the lesson is simply, What Are You Thinking? And as we go throughout this lesson, I, I want to ask you this morning, are you stressed or are you worried? Do you have fear in your life? If so, I want us to go uh, to Philippians chapter 4. This is where our scripture reading came from, Philippians chapter 4. We're going to see that in verse 8, Paul gives us a list of things that, that we need to think on and, and dwell on and meditate upon. But just a couple verses above it in verses 6 through 8, Paul instructs us there. He says to be careful for nothing. Or we could say to be anxious for nothing or to be worried for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, he says, let your requests be made known unto God. And he says, in the peace of God, 
which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. In verse 8, he gives us the list, we could say. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I want to look at at three simple points this morning. And and number one, we can go back to to verse six to get our very first point. Number one, be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be worried for nothing. For nothing. You know, that's something that, that's easy to say, but, but not so easy to do. You know, it's easy to say, well, don't stress out about that, or don't let that consume your thoughts. Don't let that consume your mind. It's easy to say, but, but not so easy to do. And, and, you know, we understand that there are different kinds of anxiety, and I'm not necessarily talking about the anxiety that, that might come from a physical condition. I'm not talking about an anxiety that might come from a medical condition. But as one preacher described it at one time, he said, I'm talking about worrying without purpose. Worrying without purpose. Brother Jack Honeycutt has said that worrying occurs when we let our concerns become our fears. When we let our concerns become our fears. You know, we've all had times in our life where we've become afraid. We all have had situations in our life uh, where we have had fear, but you know, the good news this morning is, is we don't have to continue in fear. Psalm 56 and verse 3, the psalmist said, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. He says, I will trust in God. Will we do that this morning? You see, as Christians... We know that, that God is in control. As children of God, we know that, that the Lord is all-powerful and we know that, that we can take our concerns, we can take our worries to Him. Have you ever talked to somebody that they just can't seem to let go of the past? They just always dwell on the things that's happened in the past and, and they just can't seem to let go of it. Perhaps it's, uh, it's about past mistakes that they've made in their life. You know, of course we know that the remedy for sin is, is gospel obedience. And, and so as Christians, the point would be is that, that we should never worry about sins that have already been forgiven. You ask, well, why? Well, just because of that, because they have already been forgiven. And we can say that God no longer remembers those sins against us. They'll never be brought up against us by God again. Jeremiah 31, 34. The Bible says, And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor saying, or his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, saith the Lord. But at the end of the verse... He says, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. This morning, are you worried about something? 
Do you have anxiety in your life? Or, or do you have fear in your life about something? And if so, I want you to go to, to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. I've heard it said before that God's text on worry is found here in Matthew chapter 6. And, and we're going to see a point here, uh, especially in verse 25, that, that we should never worry about the necessities of this life. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, Jesus says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what, shall you, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. It is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. You see... We should never worry about these necessities of life. Now you go on to, to verse 26. Verse 26, Jesus says, Behold the, the fowls of the air, uh, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? You see, in essence, Jesus is saying... God takes care of the birds. God takes care of the fowls of, of the air and He cares more about us than He does the fowl of the air. And so, we shouldn't worry. Verse 27. He says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? You know, Worrying about something doesn't, doesn't change the situation, does it? We can worry and worry and worry about something. We can, we can stress and stress about something. But that doesn't change the situation, does it? If anything, at times it may make the situation even worse. And so worrying, it, it expends a whole lot of energy with no results. We could say this morning that, that worrying is futile. Now look at verse 28. Jesus says, and, and why do you take thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. He says, if, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of, of little faith? You see, worrying can, can show a lack of faith if we let it consume our lives. You see, brethren, this morning we need to understand that, that God will supply our needs. God will take care of us, but, but there's a condition upon that. When you go to verse 33 of Matthew 6, Jesus says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And, and so we can say we, we shouldn't worry about the necessities of life, for if we seek God first, He'll take care of us. He will protect and, and He will supply all of our needs. And so the question this morning is, do we live our lives like we believe that? 
Do we live our lives in a way that, that portrays that we have faith and we have trust in God that, that if we will live for Him, if we will make Him our number one priority, that we'll be taken care of? Point number one. Let your request... Uh, excuse me. Point number one. Be anxious for nothing. Be, be worried. Be careful for nothing. But secondly... Paul says, let your requests be made known unto God. Let your requests be made known unto God. So this morning, are you worried or concerned or fearful? Because if you are, I would suggest to you to, to stay in constant communication with God. Paul talks about their, those prayers and supplications. You know, both of those things, that they, they emphasize our dependence upon God because you know this morning our peace our peace depends upon God you see we can't handle all of our worries on our own we can't handle all of our concerns on our own because you know we need to rely on God and we need to trust God and we need to go to God first with our concerns in any situation we don't need to approach him, him last. We don't need to approach Him after we've tried everything else. We need to approach Him first. You see, when, when we take our concerns to God, when we take our worries to God, Paul reminds us there that, that we need to, to take them with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. And so we see that we need to approach the throne with a spirit of thankfulness, with a spirit of gratefulness. This morning, I'm thankful for the avenue of prayer. And I hope that, that you are as well. And I'm thankful that, that as a child of God, as a Christian, I can take my concerns, I can take my worries to the Lord and I can leave them there. You know, when we do that, when we take our concerns, when we take our worries, the result that we have is found in verse 7. Paul says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, that keeps our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. You see, it's a peace that, that we cannot even begin to, to understand. It's a peace that we can't even begin to describe and truly what a blessing that is. Paul says that it's a peace that, that guards our heart. It's a peace that, that guards our minds. See, it's a peace that will help us to, to have the right thoughts. And in verse 8, he gives us that list. The things that, that we should meditate upon the things that, that we need to think about, things that, that as Christians we should be about. And, and I want to say this morning that if we will apply all of these to our lives, it'll help keep the anxiety out. It'll help keep the worry and the fear out of our lives. And so point number three, whatsoever things. He says, finally, my brethren... Whatsoever things are true, 
You know, truth is, is when nothing is hidden. Truth is really when nothing is concealed. Uh, we could say that, that truth is, is reality. And so it would be so important for us that, that we only strive to have the truth and nothing but the truth in our lives. Well, what do you mean? To, to speak only the truth? to listen only to the truth and uphold the truth in, in every avenue in our lives, to uphold the truth in the workplace, to uphold the truth in, in your homes, uphold the truth in every relationship that we may be engaged in. See, friends, we need to make sure that, that whatever goes into our mind, whatever we dwell on, that it's truth. Whatsoever things are, are true. But then he says, whatsoever things are, are honest. The New King James Version says, whatsoever things are, are noble. You see, these are things that, that are honorable. These are things that, that are dignified. And so the point here would be, if there are things that are not honorable, if there are things that are not dignified, then we need to keep those out of our lives and out of our mind. And he says, whatsoever things are, are just. You know, things are, are either just or they're unjust. There's, there's no partially uh, just. You know, it's just like if things are right or, or they're wrong, there's no in between. And, and so these are things that, that we should focus on. Again, these are things that as Christians we should be about and, and others should see that we are about those things in our practices daily. Whatsoever things are, are just. Then he says, whatsoever things are pure. You know, one simple definition of, of pure is, is without contamination. When, when we think of something that is pure, we think of, uh, of something that is, that is clean. When we think of spiritually pure, we may think of holiness. We may think of being righteous. And so the point here is, is that we need to be careful to, to never let impure thoughts enter into our minds. We need to be careful to, to guard against impure religions and to guard ourselves against false teachings because they're contaminated with man's opinion and not God's truth. You know, the Bible describes pure religion. James chapter 1 and and verse 27, and so if we know that, especially in today's world, if there is a pure religion, then we know there is also impure ones. And we need to keep those out of our mind. James says, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Whatsoever things are pure. And he says, whatsoever things are lovely. You know, when we think of things that are lovely, we may think of, uh, of all things that, that can be described as beautiful. Kind words and kind deeds, kind gestures, loving gestures, things that really we as Christians should, should focus on and practice in our lives. And so we should really reject anything that could be considered unholy. 
We should reject anything that could be considered ugly and focus on the good things, the pure things, the lovely things. Then that brings us to what Paul says. He says, whatsoever things are of good report. And I want to spend just a couple, go a little bit more in depth with this. Whatsoever things are of good report. You know, we may think of things that are respectful. We may think of things that are courteous or, or polite, meaningful. Thing, uh, one's conduct that is uh, highly spoken of. You know, things that are of good report. And so a point would be is this. That we should never let things into our mind, whether it be from the TV, whether it be from the radio, whether it be from friends. We shouldn't watch things or listen to things unless it is of good report. You know how important that is for us to practice and how diligent we all should be to practice that in our lives. You know, I say if, if we all practice that the way that we should, that our TVs would rarely be turned on in our homes. I would say that the radio stations that we listen to would be very few in number. And, and you know, sometimes we have those things turned on out of habit in our lives. And, and we may watch or we may listen to ungodliness and you know, the more that we do that, the more desensitized we are to the sin that's being promoted. To, to what other people or, or to what Hollywood may uh, promote as entertainment. You know, friends, this morning, it doesn't matter who we are. If we uh, repeatedly allow ourselves to watch or, or listen to things that uh, things like violence and ungodliness and things that are not pure, you know, that's going to have an impact on us. It's going to affect us. You know, I wonder if, if Jesus rode in our vehicles or if Jesus was to visit our homes today, would, would he only hear things that are of good report? You know, and people may say, well, you know, it's just a, a song that comes across the radio and it only has a few bad words or, or it just may be a scene on the television that comes across just for a second or two. You know, it's not really that big of a deal. But I truly wonder if, if Jesus was to ride in our vehicles, if he was to visit our homes, would he hear things that are of good report? You know, what if we turn the list around here in Philippians 4 and verse 8? You know, if we was to turn this list around, we would see that whatever things are, are untrue, whatever things are, are undignified, things that are unjust, things that are impure, things that are unlovely or not lovely, or things that are not of good report, we could say to never let those things into our lives. We could say that we should never let those things in and that we need to stay away from them. Paul says this is what we need to do. He says if there be any virtue or if there be any praise, he says think on these things. 
you know, things that are virtuous, things that are praiseworthy. He's saying think and meditate and dwell on, on those things. You know, virtue, it, it means to have moral courage. It means to have moral excellence, things that, that we could say are, are right. Things that are praiseworthy. Things that, that we could say are simply worthy in the sight of God. You know, it, it's really amazing how many things or, or how much stuff that we let into our minds that we should really keep out. And if it's the case this morning that, that uh, you may have some doubts about some things that you're listening to or things that you're watching, and if you're having doubts about that, then that means that you probably should, should keep them out of your mind and keep them out of your life. Friends, the point of the lesson this morning is, is there is too much good in this book. There is too much good in the Word of God that we can fill our minds with, that we should fill our minds with. And if we'll do that, there'll be little to no room for, for the bad. And, and so the point is, is if you see something ungodly on TV or hear something on the radio that you shouldn't be listening to, simply change the channel or, or turn it off. If a conversation at work or, or at school goes down a path that is not pure or a path that is, that is not righteous or, or holy, simply walk away. People again may say, well, what's the big deal? Friends, I want us to remember that Satan knows the battlefield. And Satan knows that the battlefield is, is our minds. And he wants our minds filled with, with worldly impurities. He wants our minds filled with ungodliness, things that are not righteous. And the more that we let in, the happier Satan will be. But you know this morning Paul gives us a solution to that. Paul gives us a solution. He says things that are true and honest and just and, and pure and lovely and of good report, those are the things that you should think on. Things that we as Christians should, should have a clear focus on and really to provide an example to other people. As we close this morning, I want to ask you, what are you thinking about? This morning, are you a Christian? And, and if you're not a Christian, I pray that, that you will consider your soul. I, I would pray that you would come to, to the Lord this morning in gospel obedience and that you'd put Christ on in baptism. That you would leave the thoughts of this world and uh, have your mind, leave here this morning having your mind focused on, on spiritual things. If you've fallen away, perhaps you've let the things of this world creep into your mind and into your life. You can change that this morning and again, leave here. You can repent and renew your walk and leave here knowing and have a focus on things that are a good report. If there's anything that we can help you with this morning, won't you come as together we stand and as we sing.